We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. DraftKings has a double spy this week, he said. It's like two spies rolled into one. What if we play that for $200? It's like a normal spy for $100, but double. But that means if there's one double spy, I've been playing two spies. So does that mean I need to play two double spies? Yes, I played two double spies. There was also an autumn spy on Thursday that I played. That's like three spies for the price of six. Don't check my math. We'll look at the spreadsheet to check my math. What's up, guys, in the chat? We got Cujo, pain, pain. Oh, why didn't I listen and play Henry? King Henry, man. Nothing but pain, Pete. Tonight? No, tonight. (laughs) It is in the morning. It is in the morning, and today we are going to roll around in our own shit. If we are going to celebrate the victories, if we are going to post the screenshots, if we are going to say things like trust the process when we win, we will roll around in our own shit today. That's what we are going to do. That is what we are going to do. Emily says she's breaking up with LaVisca Chanel. I get it. I get it. I understand. It's time to move on. It's time for us to see other guys. I get it. Put Kelsey instead of Mahomes in my stack with Henry. Yeah, I did too. I did too. Rob Mack in the Roto-Grinders chat says, going live while BTC is going to the moon. Sure, I might have lost $500 playing spies over the past three days, but my Bitcoin portfolio is pumping, so we're good. Except I can't take out any profits and realize those and then have to deal with the tax implications but I am on paper mooning right now. Um, Let's check out the spreadsheet so you guys can see what I'm talking about here. Boom. T-giving spy. That'll be fun. Put a lineup in. Go get sauced up on Pino. My father-in-law will call me Pino Pete. I'll punt that off. Boom. Thought I would fade. You know, Deshaun Watson thought that would be good. Nope, there's 100. Then we have the double spies, two double spies. I play all the spies. $200 here, $200 there. 
score 104.98 points in one, 139.64, don't even sniff the cash line. We punted off. We punted it off. I was I was up into the double digits with my bankroll after our $2,000 win, and now we're back plummeting. But this is the raw. This is the dirty, uncut truth about single-entry GPP life. All of these people posting their screenshots, too scared to roll around in their own shit. Not me. We're going to roll around in it. I don't even want to talk about my main lineup. I don't like it. I don't like it. I think it's I think it's bad. It doesn't even have some of my favorite plays. L- plays that I had in a bunch of my other lineups. Why did I put this one in the big spy? I didn't think Ryan Fitzpatrick was going to be 18.5%. What the hell? Devontae Parker 24.2%. I mean, I knew they were going to be owned. I didn't think that much. And of course I had to bring it back with the air yards king himself, Denzel Mims. I mean, all this guy does is get air yards. Week after week after week, DraftKings give me points for air yards. I demand it. I am a man that has 75,000 crowns. Give me points for air yards. I was looking at my spreadsheet on Sunday morning. I pull in my updated ownership and I'm sitting here and I knew I liked this KC Tampa Bay game. I wanted pieces of it. And I'm like, you know what? Kelsey and Tyreek Hill are going to have similar ownership, it looks like. Pretty similar. I don't see any leverage here in picking one or the other. I'm going to break ties in favor of the guy who plays tight end. Tight end is so gross. Let's just fill it with Travis Kelsey. And then we'll play Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown became chalk. All the projections had him down in sub 10%. How does Antonio Brown become chalk? What am I doing with this lineup? All the all the projections I thought on ownership were just all wrong. I'm not blaming anyone. I'm blaming myself. Why did I, I made this lineup and I had $4,000 left. So I'm like, oh yeah, I'll just throw Brian Hill in here. Quadre Allison isn't playing. That should work out. Quadre Allison was the only thorn in his side earlier this season. Brian Hill is a bell cow role. He's been on the take cast. Brian Hill has been on the take cast. We'll eat Dalvin Cook chalk. He's underpriced. Dalvin Cook is still underpriced at 9,500. But don't worry. I'll find a way to get unique with Dalvin Cook. I'll mini correlate him with DJ Moore, not Robbie Anderson. No, DJ Moore. What else did we do here? Bills D. Oh, what a sick, sick leverage spot. I mean, if you're not playing Josh Allen or Diggs, what if all the touchdowns come through the Bills D at 2.3%? Look at my beautiful brain. How did the Bills D only score six points against Anthony Lynn fumbling around for four quarters yesterday? I hate this lineup. It's probably fine. It's honestly probably fine, but I hate it. I hate looking at it. I had my favorite running backs yesterday were Derrick Henry and Austin Eckler, and I don't have them in my main lineup. What am I doing? Antonio Fish. Yeah, we're all fish. I'll show you. I I am going to come back and roll around in my shit a little bit more, but I do want to show you this lineup I had in the red zone single entry. This was my start. We know that Tampa Bay KC game was late, right? I start with Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, 
Gabriel Davis, Panthers D, and yes, Michael Pittman. But look at that start. Block out those other guys. I'm sitting here like, I'm going to win. I'm going to win the red zone. I'm going to win the red zone single entry. I won't be able to put it on my spreadsheet, but I'm going to win the red zone single entry. It'll be great. I was messaging some of my confidants, some of my trusted friends in DFS, and I said, should I pivot here? These were some of the pivots I was considering. I said I could pivot Brady and Godwin to Mahomes and Watkins. I was never leaving. I was never moving Kelsey out. I was never moving it. Even though I could have, I was never doing it. I also considered just pivoting Godwin to Robert Woods and going with more of a skinny. Ultimately, I just let it rip. Antonio Brown bombs. Tyreek Hill goes nuclear. The rest is history. I mean, this min caches. You have Derrick Henry, and it min caches because you don't have Tyreek Hill. No Tyreek Hill, no money. So we'll go back to rolling around in this shit. This was my best lineup yesterday. I had the most money in play that I've ever had on a main slate. I had about, I think I had like uh, around $1,000, which depending on how much you play, that might seem like a hilarious low amount. It might seem like a hilariously high amount. For me, it was the most money I had played on a main slate. This is all I won. $200, my initial 100 in my min cash. It was a bad day for me. It was a bad day. I had no Tyreek Hill, none. The slate was flipped on its head. That's why I didn't win. I actually felt really good building lineups on Sunday. I felt like I pulled everything in. I felt good, but I had no Tyreek Hill. At least I correlated, Pete. Exactly. Exactly. Last night on the tilt space, I said for Christmas, I'm going to get my wife a a little piece of paper rolled up in a Tiffany's box. And inside that box is a note that says, babe, at least my lineups were correlated. I do need to get her something nice. I I mean, I legitimately do. I I absolutely have to after everything I've put her through. I did lose a bet to her last night. We were watching The Undoing. I won't, I won't do any spoilers. We binge watched it the past couple days. I thought for sure I knew who the killer was. I said, babe, five bucks. It's this person. She said, nope. And I said, my Venmos are open. Well, she won. She was right. You know, although, you know what? She hustled me because I was so overconfident that I bet on this one individual and she took the field. I let her have the field. I knew she was getting the good side of it when she took the field. Got hustled by my wife. This lineup sucks. Let's go to the other spy. As I said, these were the double spies, so they were smaller than normal. Normally, the big spy has 5,555 people in it. This week, it had 2,222. And the little spy, which normally has 2,222, this week had only 694. A nice small field tournament, smooth payout structure, 2X min cash, everything we love in a good tournament structure. I actually like this lineup better. I mean, it's still shit, but I like it better. I played Austin Eckler. I played Naheem Hines and I said, what is a way, Peter, I can get unique and correlate around Naheem Hines? Well, how about Ryan Tannehill at 0.9%. Imagine being 
Is that does that make me the only person in this entire contest to have Ryan Tannehill? I mean, how beautiful of a brain do you have to have to get on Ryan Tannehill? And if they don't count that one swing pass as a, a backwards pass or whatever that didn't result, I mean, we could be we could be in Cabo right now with this lineup. Double stack him. I knew I was you're, you're not building a Ryan Tannehill lineup without AJ Brown, grown ass man at 2.9%. Apparently, you were supposed to play Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown with Ryan Tannehill. That was that, uh, you know, I subscribed to the Advanced Sports Analytics Substack correlation. You weren't seeing a Ryan Tannehill, A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry. Someone, I'm going to have Stuart on. I need to confirm with this. I'm having Stuart on, Stuart Gibson, on the Bankroll Challenge Show Friday to talk about correlations. I need Stuart, I need a chart of A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry's correlation. I actually loved one of these plays here. Debo Samuel and Cooper Cup. I mean, chef's kiss, mini correlation, right? I will say, the injury return model. Okay, Josh, Frisco Josh has the air yards by low model. Peter Overzet's injury return model is nearly undefeated. I'm going to start doing the little medals. Anytime one of these studs comes back from injury and pops off at low ownership, I got Debo Samuel at 0.3% ownership, 5,400. No Brandon Ayuk. 27.3 points. The injury return model is undefeated. Someone pay me to to put this in a little spreadsheet each week with little numbers next to it. And if one guy doesn't work, I'll redact him. It'll be great. Someone pay me to do that. The injury return model. I'm sorry, guys. I haven't looked at the, I haven't looked at the chat all day today. Overzet is Harvey Dent flipping a two-faced coin and repeatedly say it's been flipped on its head. Yes. Damn, you even had Tyreek in the vid with Leone. I'll be honest, guys. I, I know we make those lineups on Friday. And I actually know that those lineups have been pretty damn good. The one with Brick. Had the Mahomes double stack with Naheem Hines in it that week from his Sims. The week I built with James McCool, we had the Herbert double stack that ended up hitting. Apparently, Mike and I had Tyreek. But again, I will be completely honest. I throw all of that stuff out of my head when I build on Sunday morning. Too much stuff changes. Ownership, injuries, Vegas totals, weather. Too much changes to be anchored to something like that. The whole point is to build the best possible lineup with the available information at the time, but I throw that all out. I pull in all my updated information on Sunday morning. I try to look at it without being anchored to any of the lineups I made. And sometimes I get back on those same plays. Sometimes those things hold. Sometimes they don't. So that is just the caveat. If you like using those lineups, just know we are building it with the best available information and that information has changed by Sunday. You're more than welcome to toss them in stuff for fun. I do that every time we build a shitty ass lineup on the Swolecast, I toss it in something because I'm like, just how fun would it be if I won $100,000 with a lineup we drunkenly built on the Swolecast? That would be pretty fun. That's how you should think about the lineups we build on Friday. Jonu Smith here. I was considering Corey Davis when I was running the blitz optimals. Corey Davis was popping, but uh, tight end is just so gross. I'm breaking all ties in favor of correlating my tight end with the quarterback. 
Johnny just bagels. Whatever, I can live with that. The 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 play that I've been debating here of whether it was good or bad is the Stefan Diggs play. Now he was correlated with Eckler, but it might have been bad. It might be bad. If if Diggs goes nuclear, Josh Allen is probably probably the quarterback in the optimal lineup, right? I think I had these other correlations I liked, and then it just fit that I had enough money to pay up for a wide receiver in this spot. This was the last spot I filled, and I figured why not correlate it with Eckler. The also thought being, without John Brown, Diggs is enough of a target monster that I think he can have a really big day without the whole offense going nuclear. And maybe that's misguided. That's just my, that was my thought process on it. And I also knew I was getting so many other low owned pieces. I knew only Naheem Hines and Diggs were going to be the popular plays in this lineup. So I didn't, I didn't mind it. I, I like the overall construction and ownership that I got in this lineup much more than this one. This one got away from me. Giants at 21.3%. Um, yeah. Everyone was paying up for defense this week. Cleveland, Giants, Saints. So yeah, I don't have too many regrets about this lineup. What am I missing in here? We got Siler. He's posting links to the Discord. Lots of good people in the Discord. Siler came on the show on Friday. He helped us build that lineup. Josh, it is indeed Dehember. Technically, technically Dehember starts, is it tomorrow? Let me pull up my calendar. Technically, it starts tomorrow, but Dehember got started early. I hope, I hope Soccer Dave didn't relapse and eat a blizzard to celebrate Dehember. Him and Davis have a weight loss bet. Davis thinks he got hustled. I have a bet with Davis too. I've been like too embarrassed to talk about it. We have a bet. I want to call it a morning routine bet because it's just cleaner. I don't want to say I have a meditation bet with Davis, which is just just too ironic. But Davis and I have a bet where we have to read for 30 minutes a day, non-internet, an actual physical book. Have you guys heard of those? And meditate for 15 minutes. Whoever misses the most days owes the other person $500 over, I think, the next 100 days. My Sundays are slammed. I set my alarm an hour early. Do you know how hard it is to get up on Sunday? I didn't, I wasn't even going to check my phone because I knew the second I check my phone, I go down the rabbit hole. Oh, what's the Schefter bomb? What's all the news? What's the updated ownership? I wake up on a Sunday morning knowing there's so much, so much dopamine packed in this thing. I don't look at it. I go and meditate and I read a book like a goddamn adult. What's my next meeting? Or... Oh, sorry. My, uh, I just uh, sent my Google assistant talking. I have never once used my Google assistant or whatever the Siri is on here. Does that make me a fish? I mean, imagine being in a meditation bet. Like every time I start meditating, I have to stop thinking about it being about a bet with Davis. Do you know how, I mean, meditation is already hard enough as it is. What am I doing? A meditation bet? So then I had this red zone lineup. 
It was fine. I was very excited about it early on, binking the Panthers defense, binking Gabriel Davis at 3,000, binking Henry and Eckler. I mean, I'm one, I'm one Tyreek Hill play away from just shipping this whole thing. Right? 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 I was never on Tyreek Hill, though. I'm not going to beat myself up over that. Okay, we got Eric Belaird crunching some correlations. Rotovis shows that A.J. Brown gets more targets, receptions, and TDs when playing with the big dog, but lower receiving yards in PPR. I don't know if I can make heads or tails of that. Do you flip on your head to meditate? I should start experimenting with some, some different positions. Um, how do you hold each other accountable during the bet? It's, it's just our, our honor, our word. I, I, I'm not going to lie about it. If I, if I miss a day, I will, I will tell him. And I trust Davis. I trust him. I'm going to keep a spreadsheet as well. The other thing about the bet for me is it helps. It has a domino effect because Often for my days that I'm super busy, like Sundays, it means I need to get up early to do it. It's the only time I'm going to be able to squeeze it in. So then I have to go to bed earlier. And then I have to be drinking less at night. So it has a good domino effect. I need it. I had a really dialed in morning routine for a while. And then COVID and NFL season just destroyed me. I I had to throw on my hard hat and head into the content mines every day. The second I woke up. (sighs) <sighs> what am I reading? So I actually, I don't have it in here. I, uh, to kind of, this was a little hack. I have this book that I had read a few years ago called Why Buddhism is True. And it's less about Buddhism and more about meditation and mindfulness. And it's kind of, I would call it like participatory journalism by this guy, Robert Wright, who started meditating more. And when I read it the first time, it inspired me to work harder on that stuff, focus on it. And so I was like, okay, if I need to establish a meditation routine, why don't we start reading about meditation again? You know, it's like you watch the Queen's Gambit and they're playing chess. And then you're like, yeah, I kind of want to play chess. I thought I'd trick myself. I'll read a book about meditation. Maybe then I'll start want to meditate more. See this? I'm already, I'm already life hacking my way through this meditation bet. Um, my old routine was to wake up and read for an hour and a half. Meditate and do yoga over the span of two hours and not, and just not touch my phone that I had that going in the previous off seasons before COVID. And it was really good for me. It was really good. And I, I, I want to get back to it so bad in season. It's, it's legitimately hard. I'm writing the newsletter every morning, the fantasy life newsletter. I got my day job. I got to yell into a camera about my shitty lineups. You know, how did we get talking about meditation so much? Oh, because I started talking about my my bet. That's right. We're galaxy braining your own brain. Galaxy braining your book selection is a whole new level of genius. Let's look at the Pete's Bankroll Challenge League. Who won this bad boy? Who took this thing down? Fritzy boy. Seriously? I want to say Fritzy boy is one of the most winningest players in the history of Pete's league, which by the way, 
We have come a long way, guys. I think four weeks ago, I had to go on Twitter on a Sunday and beg people to fill a 200-person league. These things now fill in, in like a day and a half. That's sweet. DraftKings, DraftKings needs to make it bigger for us. We are, we are ready to graduate to the next thing. They cap it at 200 people. Maybe I'll start rolling out two of them. I don't know. Fritzy boy. I'll, I'll double check after this, but I'm pretty sure Fritzy boy has taken this down before. Let's see it. Oh, Fritzy boy. Mahomes, Watkins, Hill, and brings it back with Gronk. Too sharp. Fritzy boy's too sharp. The Gronk bring back. Oh, that's good. That's so good. Doesn't even need, doesn't even need Derrick Henry to ship this. Double bring back. I love it in that field, in this field size. 200 people, bring it back with Godwin. Correlate AJ Brown with Jordan Wilkins. Everyone on Hines, another nice pivot there at 4,000. The Stone Men. Austin Eckler, injury return model. See this? Bankroll challenge ownership percentages, 21.5% here. I got him 12% in the red zone. That's because the bankroll challenge league is too sharp. 21.5%. And then Falcons D. Oh my God. What a sick play. What a sick play at 1%. That was the play I was trying to do with the Bills. But this was the play. Targeting a game that you're not going to have any pieces of that is also going to be heavily owned elsewhere. Get out the crowbar with your Falcons DST leverage. Sick lineup. Sick lineup by Fritzy Boy. <sighs> what do we see here? Fritzy Boy definitely has sex on a jet ski in Tahoe. Is Fritzy Boy secretly Bales? Does Bales have multiple DK accounts? No. Bales, like Blender, I believe is on the DK Player Integrity Committee. He would never do such a thing. We got Al Zeidenfeld in the chat. What's up, Smiz? The triple bring back. He did the triple bring back? No. No, I think it was just the double, right? Am I reading it wrong? I think it's the double stack with the double bring back. I know. I thought the A Brown was Antonio Brown there for a second. But that's grown-ass man. AJ Brown. What am I looking at here? Emily. Emily says, my husband is a fanboy. Thanks for making him profitable at something. Guys, this is, this is my stream. Please talk about me in my stream. Don't talk about Smiz. Smiz just comes into my channel to just bask in all the accolades. What the hell? This backfired on me. Blender comes in the chat and everyone starts praising Blender. No, this is my stream. I get the attention. <laughs> JK, JK, JK. What's up, Smith? <sighs> Smith just completely flipped the stream on its head. What else should we look at here? Does, some, who, does someone in the chat want me to look at their bankroll challenge league? Lineup. Siler. Siler in ninth place here. Look at that. Siler stuck to it. Someone mentioned that we had Tyreek Hill in our lineup we built Friday. That Siler, with his beautiful hands, helped Leone and I build. Patrick Mahomes, 
Tyreek Hill, Travis uh, Kelsey. Do you know what we call that in the biz? We call that the premium double stack. The premium Chiefs double stack. Well, sometimes it's called premium for a reason. Look at how on brand he is to Siler bringing it back. He's got Chenault and Chubb. Nice little correlation there. Pretty chalky lineup from Siler. Siler, I am a little worried about your chalkitis here. I am a little worried. That said, this is a great lineup. This is a really good lineup. Brings it back with Godwin over AB. Naheem Hines. Hines was a projection smash. I was a little worried. I didn't jam him. I was a little worried that his role would still be a bit game script dependent and that Wilkins would kind of slot into the, the Jonathan Taylor role. But he, he, he was a projection smash. Everyone had him as a top play, and uh, the usage was great. He ran really bad around the goal line too, right? Got stuffed a couple times. Brissett comes in there. Nice lineup, Siler. Emily, what's your, what's your, uh, what's your name on DraftKings? I will, I will check it out. Was I nuts to play Gallman? I don't think Gallman was a bad play. I didn't think the, he was still projecting for around 10% ownership. So I wasn't like, I was like, if he's going to be fairly popular, I'd rather not mess around with him. But I, I don't think it was a bad play. Why isn't Brissett RB eligible? Because the sites would have a bunch of people with pitchforks outside their door. Did you guys go read through Mike Clay's mentions on Twitter about the Taysom Hill stuff? Even Eric Belair, friend of the show, a man who has never not been in a draft with me, he had his tiki torch up. I actually want to pull this tweet up because it was very funny. Where's Eric here? Look, I, I log in, and what's the first thing on my screen? Davis talking about Bitcoin. I don't think Davis realizes that he just makes people really mad at him when he <laughs> tweets about Bitcoin like this. Um, I got to find this photo from from Eric. Here we go. <laughs> this this needed more likes. He wrote it directly to ESPN Fantasy. Give me taste of ill eligibility. Eric Belair with his tiki torch ready to go to war. Probably not too far from Bristol, are you, Eric? You could have you could have actually gone and pulled off that protest. Good stuff. Good stuff. I had a bad day on FanDuel as well. Surprise. I've been playing in the Roto Grinders single entry series. They have three price points, $100, $33, and $5. I've been playing in them every week. Had another Ryan Fitzpatrick lineup here. I played Eckler, which was good. I played Dalvin, which was bad. What did I even do in this lineup? Okay, Fitz to Parker. Bring it back with Mims. Did I play Kelsey as a one-off? What what was okay? I correlated Dalvin with Robbie. Okay, I played Gabriel Davis as a one-off and Kelsey as a one-off. 
I'm going to be honest. I, I don't, I built this lineup with about 20 minutes to go. I did all of my other stuff, finished all my DraftKings lineups, finished building our tilt space lineups, finished doing updates to the newsletter, finished checking my season long teams. And then I said, ah, now I can rest. No, no, no. Actually, I got to go make three FanDuel lineups. Probably not the best process, but I want to be supportive of Roto Grinders. The single entry series presented by Roto Grinders. Look at this stupid message here from FanDuel. Good effort, but you didn't win this time. Hey, FanDuel. Hey, FanDuel. Why don't you check the condescension at the door and just let me lose money in peace? I kind of realized that I didn't win any money, FanDuel. I kind of got it. I went and looked at my lineup that had Dalvin Cook, and I knew I didn't win. I didn't need this message. The good effort, it just reeks of condescension. Like, at least just say, sorry, you didn't win this time. Like a robotic message, automated message, a good effort, a good effort. I hate it. Thanks. I hate it, FanDuel. I hate it. (sighs) Oh, thank you, Smiz. Smiz is helping me figure out my correlations. I did have Gabriel Davis with Eckler. This is why I need you in the chat, Smiz. You deserve, you deserve Emily telling you that you've made her husband profitable. Thank you. I did correlate Gabriel Davis with Eckler. Of course I did. Imagine not correlating. Cincinnati Bengals. I thought that was going to be pretty sick when I saw they had that uh, DST touchdown. I said, this is, this is what happens when random things happen in fantasy. Like you have a million lineups, season long DFS, DK, FanDuel, best ball. And I go, Bengals touchdown. I have that somewhere. It's like a Rolodex flipping through my mind. Where is it? Where is it? Oh, aha. FanDuel, single entry series. I have Bengals. Same thing happens like Zane Gonzalez kicks a field goal. The Rolodex starts going, aha, my wife has her on her fantasy team. She will be happy about that Zane Gonzalez field goal. That is the goal, to have so much action in play, to cover the roulette board, every single spot that anytime something happens, you can justify it as good for you. My wife has Tyree Kill on her fantasy team. I told her to, I told her to check her. Her lineup, after the first quarter, I said, babe, check your team. See how it's going. You know her reaction? She's like, she just goes, oh. I'm like, Lauren, that was in the first quarter. Like, do some backflips or something. She can probably hear me right now and is upset. What else are we doing here, guys? What else are we doing here? Smash the subscribe button. Just, just for, I mean... For my good effort, can you just subscribe just just because just just for my good effort? I didn't win this time. Maybe maybe as a small consolation prize I can get a few extra subscribers. A few extra in this economy on Cyber Monday, a cyber sale. You know what what I do need to do? I have a few extra deposit king shirts laying around. They're large. I need to do a contest. We will. I will do a giveaway. I will do some kind of giveaway in the Discord with the Deposit King 
shirts. I will figure that out. Someone hold me to that. Oh, Eric. Oh, no. Oh, no. I traded Tyreek for Aaron Jones earlier this season. Oh, no, Eric. Eric Belair drafted a fantasy team for me. I hope no one in my season-long home league hears this. It was an auction draft late on a Saturday night back in August. I was exhausted. I was was like, I can't do this draft. I hit up Eric Belair. I say, Eric, will you draft this team for me? He drafted me a juggernaut. We are tied for first place. We are cruising to a bye. Eric Belair, the man behind the steering wheel of my season-long home league team. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Siler. Get the subs up. Get the subs up. Do we have any other questions? I, I've just, I've literally just been ranting, ranting and raving. Does anyone have a lineup they want me to look at? What did I, did I see someone won the play action yesterday? Actually, I was in the play action. Let's check this out. I want to say someone won the $3 play action with Cam Newton at quarterback. Oh, baby. I might get arrested accidentally landing on this screen with my six DraftKings best ball teams here. I can't even talk about it. I can't even talk about it. I'll get arrested. Play action here. Let's check it out. I actually did have one. So what I told you guys about that thing where I try not to get anchored, if I want to just build a lineup earlier in the week, get the juices flowing, get it out of my system, I toss it in the play action. This was one I built earlier in the week. Had both Tyreek Kelsey, the premium the premium double. I double tight end. I broke all the rules. I broke. I broke all the rules. You got to know the rules to be able to break them. Anyways, no one cares about me. Let's go look at first place. 250.86 points with Cam Newton snowflake. Not even at a punt price. A $6,400 six-point performance for your quarterback. Good for 100,000 buckaroos. Look at this lineup. Let's do this. Derek Henry, one-off. Nick Chubb, one-off. Tyreek Hill, one-off. Debo Samuel, one-off. Devontae Parker, one-off. Evan Ingram, one-off. Kyle Rudolph, double tight end, one-off. Falcons D. What a lineup. We talk about a lotto. This guy won the goddamn lotto. We talk about correlation. We talk about skill. I would rather be lucky than good. I Oh my God. Are you telling me I would trade in all of my beautifully correlated lineups just for one donkey ass lineup that would be $100,000? I mean, Joe Refuge. Holy cow. This is We talk about nine leg parlays. There it is. Yep, exactly. Nine leg parlay there. Just boom. The quarterback thing is still absolutely nuts, but correlation does not matter when you pick the best play at every single position. I mean, holy cow. This is like, this needs one of those disclaimers. You know, where it says, don't try this at home. I saw a TikTok the other day. 
was like a bunch of kids like in their car and they were like dancing and the camera was moving around. So it looked like it was actually dangerous. And TikTok put a disclaimer. They're like, do not try this yourself. This is a dangerous activity. That's what we need on here. We need one of those big red stripes across this. Do not try this at home. Do not. I would love to know the story of this lineup. Uh, Rick's theory is he made that taking a dump, meditating. Wow. Now we're combining dumps and meditation. But I would love to know the story of this lineup. I mean, this has big, big hand builder energy to it. I mean, this is just sitting around Saturday night, hammered out of your mind, mashing buttons, winning $100,000. It's beautiful. It's honestly beautiful. I drank a lot of Red Stripe this week. Yeah, it's insane, guys. It truly is insane. I, I, I mean, I, I will never. Maybe that should be a fun exercise. Maybe that's the next kind of build. Like each week, we all make a lineup for the play action that we hand build. A little donation to the good people at DraftKings. And we try to hit a nine-leg uncorrelated parlay. Just to just to really take it to the haters. <laughs> yes, and two tight ends. Literally every single rule you could possibly break. I love it. I'm on I'm on it. This is this is a masterpiece. This is a masterpiece. All right, what am I missing in the chat here? We're going to we're going to wind this down. Ben Vincent says just play the best plays. Motto for life. Here's the thing, guys. Here's 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 uh here's the thing. If we if we went back through Results DB and we looked at all of Joe Refuge's lineups, they would not be pretty. That's the thing. I'm not taking anything away from Joe, though. I'm not doing it. I'm letting Joe have his day in the sun. Joe, if you want to come on the show, please reach out to me. If anyone knows Joe Refuge, I'll tell you where you can find Refuge, Joe. Here on the Bankroll Challenge. A port in any storm. Looks like a single bullet. Okay, we actually have a question. One question, then we'll get out of here. From my guy, Clay Sutton. The man who sent me the wing phone. Clay Sutton. That's my dude right there, Clay. All right, Mims versus Crowder, question above for you. Can you talk through why you are on Mims over Crowder? Okay, this is a good one. We'll go out on this one because there's this narrative going around, and I I guess I will concede there is some split evidence that Darnold really likes throwing to Jamison Crowder. I think both of them were going to be low-owned. And the opportunity that Mims has been seeing has been pretty wild. Like I said, led the league in air yards last week. I think the Jets really like him. I think that those air yards are more a product of his own talent and role in the offense and less so a specific rapport with a quarterback. And this is not to say I didn't think Crowder was a good bring back too. If I would have done something similar to last week where I ran two Herberts, with different bringbacks, I did that. I brought one back with Mims and one back with Crowder. This week, I didn't end up doing that. I thought both were viable, but just at the cheaper price, 
Mims was what? 3,500 here. Can I find this lineup again? I don't know where it is. Mims at 3,500. Low ownership. We had nice cover because Gabriel Davis, Andy Isabella, the Jags wide receivers, those guys were going to track the pump wide receiver ownership. And I thought Mims was a really good play. When he's getting those air yards down the field, yes. Did they did they work out? No. But those are big plays. It has the upside that we're kind of looking for here. I think at this point, though, what I need to adjust on is the Jets are not trying to win football games. They're fourth and one running Frank Gore up the middle into a loaded box. I keep hoping for these garbage time comebacks from the Jets, and they're just not happening because Adam Gase does not care about winning. So I guess I I will say I think both Crowder and Mims were good bringbacks. I didn't think there was any specific ownership leverage with one or the other. And so I'm just going to take the guy that was much cheaper and allowed me to get to some of my other plays. So yeah, that, that was my thought on Mims. Um, all right, guys, I love you. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for chilling. And, uh, you know, last week was fun, right? We won $2,000. We got to look at a nice lineup, but then we come back to reality. And and this is, this is part of what we're doing around here, right? We, we can't have the highs without the lows, right? We can't just be ignorant to what actually happens when you're trying to win single entry tournaments, which is you're going to fall on your face a lot. So we will continue to highlight both the good and the bad going forward. I mean, we are running out of full main slates here quickly. It's nuts. It's nuts. Like I said, on Friday, I need to circle back with him, but I want to have Stuart Gibson on for advanced sports analytics. You guys can check him out weekly on the show with Blender, sponsored by Roto Grinders. Great show. One of my favorite shows. I want to dig into uh, more evergreen correlation concepts with him. Uh, So that'll be a great show. You can uh, tune in to that on Friday. And yeah, we'll be back with all the usual stuff throughout the week. The Swolecast, Splash Play, ship chasing, all that good stuff. Thank you guys. Have a wonderful, wonderful hungover post Thanksgiving Monday. We'll see you guys next time. (laughs) 